watchman church, then you must be a very prayerful church. Praise God. Then also, if you are a watchman church, also means that you are people who receive the prophetic. Amen. Amen. And also, you are not only people who receive the prophetic, but also you are people who prophesy. Amen. Amen. So I, I am so grateful to God for sending me here, maybe to affirm that word, that you are a watchman church. Amen. Amen. And also to, to share with you uh, a very dear message that God has given you. Amen. But before that, I'd like to introduce my wife and my wonderful daughter. If you can rise up on your feet. Amen. Amen. I am a father of three. I have two boys and a girl. My boy, my two boys say they are going to go to our, our main church because they are going back to school next, uh, next Sunday. So they will be away. Uh, so they say, let, me, let's, let us go and say bye to our friends. Amen. Amen. So she's my intercessor. We've been married now for the last 20 years. We've known each other for the last 24 years. Amen. 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 I wanted to scare Pastor Paul. Because <laughs> whenever he introduced me, he tells me about the, the two sons and the daughter. But it happened that they are older than mine. <laughs> so I'm grateful that uh, Pastor uh, Paul, I've known him for quite almost 10 years now. And the first time we met, uh, he was reading prayer somewhere. And I invited him to our church. And out of nowhere, we became so good friends that we ended up, we was, actually most of the time we spent a night in our church, praying throughout the night. So I, I know him as a man of prayer, and together with the family. And he's a man that I respect so much, uh, the wife and the family. I've not, I've, I've not met the children, but we have met, because uh, he used to work in East London. So when he finished work uh, in, uh, in Canada Wharf, he used to come to our church and we spend the night there praying and he has preached in our church many times. So he's a dear friend to me. Amen. Amen. Right. I think I've done the introduction. And we're going to go straight to the word and I believe that this word is going to bless you. Amen. Amen. Before we share the scriptures, let me just give you uh, a snapshot of what you're going to share today. The message I'm going to preach is about uh, limiting of sins or forgiveness. And this message is so dear to me because in the year 2004, I was a very young pastor and I, uh, I think that was my uh, second year in ministry. And I had a vision. And in this vision, uh, I, I was in the church, a very old, uh, old style church. And there were old people there, there were young people, and there were all manner of profanity that were going out there. And then, I could see people walking in the streets, and then I, I saw army, army, uh, uh, big tankers patrolling the land, and that some, some of the street didn't have even light. Then as I was walking, uh, I had two girls speaking. I, I see it as, it as it is today. And these two girls say, you know, rapture have come. And then I realized, I've been left. So I ran back to the church, the old church, and I found the old pastor, and I asked him, did you know that uh, rapture has come? He told me, oh, I, I, I've heard about it, and as you can see, I'm here, so you can stay here with me, or, you know, you can go ahead and do your business. So I, I realized he's not even bothered that rapture came, but I was so shocked that rapture came, and I was left behind. So when I was, uh, I knelt down outside the, outside the church and I asked God, why have you left me? Why, why was I left? I was a pastor. And the Lord told me, 
you have not forgiven you have not forgiven Andy. Andy happened to be one of my previous boss uh, when I was in uh, uh, full-time work. He happened that he was one of my managers. And I was very, very angry with him. I'm not going into details. But I didn't think that maybe it was a big thing because actually in, in new sense I had forgotten because it was two years ago. But the Lord told me, I have left, you have left because you, are, you have not forgiven Andy. You can imagine what I did when I came out of the dream. <laughs> the first thing I did is kneel down and forgive Andy. Because I realized the rapture had not come, but God showed me that if I have unforgiveness in my heart, yes. that I will not make it to heaven. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how much work mm-hmm. I have done for him. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a snapshot of where what has, this message has been building. And I can say that this one of my uh, signature messages that I have preached, and uh, that uh, year by year, the Lord has added more. And I believe that this message is going to change you and also help you to change nations. Amen. 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 Go with me in the book of uh, John chapter 20, verse 21. John chapter 20, verse 21. Bible says, So Jesus said to them again, Peace I leave to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you limit the sins of any, they are limited. And if you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Maybe some of your version says, If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. And if you retain the sins of any, they are retained. I believe maybe most of you have read this word. And maybe you have, uh, like many of you, or even me in the beginning, I, I did. I all, always thought that God was, Jesus Christ was speaking to the disciples, uh, teaching them how to, uh, telling them the importance of forgiving those people who have offended them. Mm-hmm. But I realized actually that the message is beyond forgiving the people who have offended you. And this is what we are going to look at to, uh, to look at today. We are going to look briefly, part A, we are going to look at the importance of us walking in forgiveness. And part two, the, what Jesus actually meant when he said, uh, uh, whoever sin that you, you limit, they are limited. Or whoever sin that you forgive, they are forgiven. And whichever sin that you retain, they are retained. One thing that amazes me, or uh, that should catch your attention there, is that Peter was there. And you could have expected that Peter would have asked Jesus Christ, what do you mean by forgiving people's sin? Because you remember, in the, uh, before Jesus Christ was crucified, there was a time that Peter came and asked Jesus, uh, if what, what, will, what should I do to somebody who has offended me? And Peter, Jesus Christ told uh, Peter, uh, you should forgive that person seven times. Seven times. Seven. So it, it means like it was almost over 500 times or even more, as much as you can. So, Peter knew this is not the kind of forgiveness that Jesus Christ was talking about. Mm-hmm. It was something that was more conk and had more meaning. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's why Peter did not ask Jesus, what do you mean again? Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm going to preach to you today. That there is a forgiveness, that we'll deal with the, part of the importance of forgiving as people, but also the, the, what we have been called as believers to do. Amen. Amen. One thing that maybe for those of you maybe who have read the Bible, especially in the, in, in the Old Testament, you realize that like, in the Old Testament, in the book of Leviticus, chapter 16, you'll see the duties of a priest. 
And the high priest used to, uh, once a year, the Israelites used to call it Yom, uh, Yom Kippur, or the Day of Atonement, once a year, the high priest used to limit the sins of the entire nation of Israel. Yeah. And if you have done your, uh, your, your Bible studies, you'll understand that the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. Say with me, the Old Testament, the Old Testament. is the New Testament, New Testament. Concealed. concealed. And the New Testament, the New Testament. is the Old Testament, Testament. revealed. We are doing very well. Let's start again. <laughs> the Old Testament, the Old Testament. Is, the New Testament is the New Testament concealed. concealed. The New Testament, the New Testament. Is, the Old Testament is the Old Testament revealed. revealed. So they are all one. Amen. But then, in the Old Testament, it was the kindergarten of believers. This is where we see types and shadows of what is going to happen in the New Testament. Does that make sense? So, in actual fact, what you see in the Old Testament was more physical, but in the New Testament is more spiritual. But we cannot be able to embrace the New Testament without understanding uh, or without going to the kindergarten. Where we are told, this is a biscuit, this is a car, this is a kangaroo, this is a giraffe. You see it in pictures. So whenever you see it again, ever like, you say, I saw it in when I was young. This is a picture that I was shown. There's a kangaroo. So you'll be able to see it, to know it. Does that make sense? Mm. So the Old Testament, when you talk about the tabernacle, when you see the picture, the title and shadow, the work of the high priest, mm. it is, does not mean that now that we're in the New Testament that the work of the high priest comes to an end. But in actual fact, that was where we were taught. Being shown exactly the work of the, high, the, work of the priest in the New Testament. Amen. We have our high priest who is Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And the same thing that, that, that was being done in the Old Testament is still done today, but now in a spiritual way. Praise God. Yes. And that's why the Bible says in the book of Revelation chapter 1 verse 6, that now we have been ushered to a kingdom of kings and priests. Mm. Praise God. So when you are born again, you are a king and a priest. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Revelation chapter 5 verse 10 also speaks the same, that we are kings and we are priests. So meaning that we have two offices. In actual fact, we have three offices. We are the only, uh, 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 in, the, in the Old Testament, we used to have prophets, we used to have uh, kings, and we used to have priests. But for the first time in the Old Testament, we see only one person who carried the, the three offices, who was David. He, had, he was a king, he did priestly duties, and also he prophesied. Amen. And it's a type and shadow of what is going to happen to the believers. Who will believe in Christ? Amen. Amen. So when we believe in Christ, we become kings and priests. Amen. Amen. What does that mean? It means now that we have been given that duty. We can do the duty of a priest. We can be able to limit the sins of others. I know. Give me time. I'll prove everything with the scriptures. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So we understand that now. I, I, I wanted to lay that foundation for you. The reason why Paul, Peter, who was the, the most outspoken of the disciples didn't ask questions because now he knew oh what jesus christ is saying from today the duty that the priest used to do in the old testament leviticus chapter 16 it is the same duty now god is giving unto us that we can be able to limit whoever seen that we limit they are limited and whoever seen that we retain they are retained let me just paint a picture when the old, uh, in the old testament uh, during that time uh, the day of atonement the high priest 
used to uh, take uh, a bull and a goat uh, and a lamb for himself and his family, amen, slaughtered it, and also used to take two goats uh, uh, from the congregation. Yes. And this was to take to the Holy of Holies mm. as for atonement. Mm. And this is what used to happen. Uh, three, uh, if you count the number in the, in the book of Leviticus, you'll find that five animals were, were killed. Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. Or five animals, actually, four were killed, but one was released. Mm-hmm. This was the type of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. what he will come to do. Amen. Mm-hmm. So the, our Christ, Jesus Christ, he was the high priest, and actually also he was the offering, mm-hmm. and also the, the animal that was crucified. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's for another day. But I, I want to lay my case mm-hmm. to show you the, the duty of a priest. Because mm-hmm. today, from today, I'm calling you a priest. Mm-hmm. Say, you are, I am a priest. I am a priest. I am a priest. And I have the power. To remit sin and to retain sin. Does it make sense? So you understand when the high priest, when the high priest used to go to uh, to do this uh, all these ordinances, there's one thing that he did. Uh, when he go to the to the holy place, he used to take all the sins of the children of Israel and plead for mercy. Does it make sense? But then also he used to come after he does that. Sometimes there are priests who went and never came back. Because they used to, uh, they were killed if they did not do it properly. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, you're not going to die. Because from today you're going to do it properly. Amen. So, but then after he offered the, 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 the sacrifice on behalf of the entire nation of Israel, he used to come. And one of the goats that was remaining in the, in the courtyard, he used to lay hands on it, confess the sins of the entire nation of Israel. Mm-hmm. And then that goat was released in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And for one year, the children of Israel believed that our sins are forgiven. Yes. You can imagine God being released in the wilderness and the entire nation believe that they are forgiven. What about now that we are in a new covenant? Yes. What about now that we understand that we are kings and priests, yes. that we can be able to limit the sins of others? So if you limit the sins of others, they are forgiven. Yes. Amen. But then now I can see your face, you are saying, Pastor, so and so, whatever they did to me, it was so painful. How can I forgive? Let me just show you. Today there will be healing. Tell your neighbor, today there will be healing. Yeah. Let's first of all look at the definition of the word limit. Because if we understand what is to remit sin, then you understand the effect it will have, not only on the people that have offended you, because you are also going to look at how you can be able to limit the sins of your brothers and sisters, of uh, communities that have not received Christ. And when you do that, there will be healing and there will be salvation. Amen. So we are going to look at it in two phases. Let's first of all define the word limit. Uh, the word, uh, uh, okay, one method of defining a word is to give it synonyms. Number one, the, the, the word limit in Greek is called aphiemi. And we find that it means to cry or forgive. It also means to lay aside or forsake. It also means to get it off from me. It also means shake it loose. It also means separation. Then also, uh, when you remit somebody's sins, it says it means you relax. It means you absorb. It means you release. It means you pardon. It means you discontinue. It means you uh, you you mitigate. It means you alleviate. It also means you desist. 
So when Bible is talk, Jesus Christ was telling the disciples, from now on I've breathed upon you. There is two things that has come uh, uh, that I've given unto you. Number one, the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So you are no longer ordinary disciples. I'm breathing upon you the Holy Spirit. You have the Spirit of God now living in you. If you are born again Christian, you have the Spirit of God living in you. Amen. 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 Whether you feel it or whether you don't feel it, the moment you gave your life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit came upon you. Yes. And now you you be, you you are no longer ordinary person that the people see. It's only that uh, maybe you are not conscious of what you carry. The problem with the body of Christ, maybe we have preached so much uh, the thing that we are supposed to do, but we have not preached so much of what we have. If we are conscious of what you carry, we'll do more exploits for the kingdom. Amen. And this is a message that the, uh, this is the, one of the understanding that the disciples had. They knew what they carried. And that's why even when, uh, when they were going to the temple and there was a crippled man, they said, such as I have, I give unto you. Yes. It's not that, that such as that God have, it's such as I have, I give unto you. Amen. 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 Tell everybody, neighbor, yeah. when you are born again, you carry something. Amen. Bible says that uh, this treasure, I've given you this treasure, uh, is hidden in an, in an vessel. Amen. So you have this treasure. What is the treasure? What was breathed to the disciples by Christ. Amen. Amen. The moment, listen, the enemy will try to lie to you that you are not powerful, that you cannot change circumstances. Mm-hmm. But listen, the, the moment that Christ comes upon you, you decree things that become, they begin to happen. Yes. Amen. That's when you understand that there are no jokes in the spiritual room, mm-hmm. that you don't joke around, I'm poor, I, I don't feel like I'm, uh, today is Monday, I don't feel, no, 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 you change your language because you know that the spirit of God is in you. Amen. When you know that Christ is in you, you begin to order your words. Because you remember, you have to be conscious. I am a priest. I am a I'm a king. Listen, can you imagine? We are in a very good setup. The Queen of England cannot just call a, a, a press conference and say, uh, from today, uh, uh, there will be no, uh, this, this taxes will not be paid. And then after she called back and said, oh, I was joking. <laughs> Why? Because she's an authority. And the moment that Queen's comes out, we are prepared. We know that whichever statement that she's going to give, it has to, it has to it's, it become law. And this is who we are. We are kings and priests. We decree things and they happen. Amen. So we understand actually, so when we, Jesus Christ was saying to the disciples, now I give you the power to limit sin, he, they knew that now they have been elevated to the place of a high priest in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. This message will not make sense to you if you don't go and read the book of Leviticus chapter 16, and, or, or the entire book of Leviticus, and see the duties of a priest. Mm-hmm. Because the more you understand the duties of a priest, mm-hmm. the more now you understand, oh, there is a lot that I can do. Yes. So you cannot be, be a born again Christian and you are not an intercessor. You cannot be a, be a born again Christian and you are hammering bitterness. Mm. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So when you say that you are limiting somebody's sin, it means that you are relaxing them. You are absorbing them. But then, what does it mean when you don't do it? What is the antonym of, the, of, of that uh, of limiting sin? It means that you hold. You withhold. It also means that you reserve. It also means you avenge. It also means you take revenge. It also means that you get the upper hand. It also means you impose a duty. But the most amazing thing it says, you also you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Listen, when you don't forgive, or when you don't limit somebody's sin, now this is from the personal perspective, when you don't limit the sins, 
What the Bible is telling us here, or the definition is telling us here, you enjoin yourself with a person that you have not forgiven. The reason why you always feel bad when you remember that person because you have never released them. You already enjoyed the umbilical cord. You have never cut the umbilical cord. It's still feeding. You are feeding each other. Amen. Because you have never released them. So the Bible is telling us here, once you leave it, you have the power. It's your choice. As a, as a priest, it's your choice. Either you forgive or you retain. Either you let go or you remain with it. God has nothing to do with it. He has given you an office. It is you who determine. What is the direction? Should I release these people or should I uh, let them go? But then maybe you ask me, Pastor. So and so did this to me. Let's bring it first of all to the pastoral level before you go to the community or to your family. Let's bring it to the, uh, to the community. So and so did this to me. What does the Bible say? Read with me in the book of Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 to 47. It says, this is Christ saying, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Take note of that. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray, take note of that. Pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. That you may be sons, take note of that, that you may be sons of your father in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good, and send rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? So you understand here there's a reward of forgiveness. Amen. So the Bible says that do not even the tax collectors do the same. And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so. Amen. So Bible is telling us here that it is our duty, now that we understand that we are kings and priests, that we, we, we don't pray for people or we don't release people by meritocracy. Amen? Mm-hmm. That it is our duty to pray for those who have offended us. Mm-hmm. Because one, if you don't forgive, amen, mm-hmm. it is eating on your side. That's right. This is what the Lord showed me. It's amazing. When I meditated on this scripture, the Lord showed me that uh, when you bless somebody who have offended you, when you begin to speak blessing over them, when you begin to pray for them, for their goodness, for their well, well-being, for their long life, God told me that it is the, the highest level of faith. Mm-hmm. It's the highest level of faith. Mm-hmm. And the Lord told me, it has a boomerang effect. What you release upon the enemy comes back to you. Mm-hmm. If you now that you are a priest, if you release fire, hey. if you release hatred, mm-hmm. it will come back to you. Mm-hmm. Because you are a priest. Because you have violated the rule of God. Mm-hmm. He said you bless. He did not say you cast. Yeah. He told me, bless your enemy. Yeah. Speak well of them. Yeah. Pray for them. Yeah. And what you release upon them, it shall come back to you. Yeah. Good measure, shaken together, shall overflowing, overflowing to you. Yeah. We always use that scripture when you're correcting offerings. Yes. Listen, it goes always. If you bless those who persecute you according to the word of God, that blessing is has a way That's of abounding right. back to you. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So it's you don't have a listen. Uh, you can choose not to do it. Mm-hmm. God will not be mad with you. Mm-hmm. But one thing I can tell you, there will be no heaven. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 It goes with my vision the way I saw it. No heaven. No heaven. Trust me. And let me prove to you there will be no heaven. Because when two or four, that's when God gave me this scripture. Uh, he showed me uh, Jesus Christ was, was, when he was being crucified. After being crucified by these people, he said, Father, Mm. Forgive them. Yes. 
for they don't know what they are doing. So what Christ did, he, he was limiting the sin even when he was being crucified. Because he knew at the end of the day, these are worldly people. They don't know my office. My office is a priest. My duty is to limit the sins. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look also uh, in the book of uh, 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 Acts chapter 7. Yes. Stephen, when he was being stoned, yes. the, the last people are stoning you, people are killing you. And they say, Father, I, I, see, the, I see the heaven open. He said, Father, let me read for you. you. Don't say that maybe I'm, I'm, I'm getting my own stories. <laughs> he says here, this is Stephen. Luke chapter, uh, uh, no, Acts chapter 7, verse 6, he said, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. Amen. For those of you who have done account, uh, the one limit and charge, all these things. But these are accounting terms. Mm-hmm. Is it true? <laughs> so he said, uh, do not. Have you ever gone to a, to, to a, to a restaurant and they say, charge it on me? Mm-hmm. <coughs> Does it, have you ever heard that? Yes. So, uh, uh, Though he was being crucified, or was being killed, Stephen said, Lord, lay not this sin to their church. So he was limiting their sin. Yes. Who was the best person to commit to cast these people? Stephen. Stephen. Who was the best person to, uh, to cast these people also? Jesus. Yes. Amen? Remember also the book of Job chapter 42 verse 10? What does the Bible say? And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friend. Remember how, what his, their, his friend did for them, to, to, the, to, to him. Also the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Take note of that. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was, sorry, I was African, so... I have to bring over the African theater, not the pulpit. So, listen. You remember how much Job lost? Right? But Bible says, that after he forgave hey, the enemy, he came back double. Do you remember what I say? When you bless your enemy, it has a way of coming back double. Hey. Even if I don't preach anything else here, Job had all the reason to cast all the enemies. His friend, the way they smoked him. But then he knew. God told him, because maybe you may not know this, this one. When you bless your enemy, there's a way. Because of my, the way I've set my system, mm-hmm. there is a way that I will bless you. There's a reward that comes with blessing those who have offended you. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, I'm not saying that you come and offend me. But when I go in this revelation, I wrote everybody, even those who messed me in primary school. Hey. And I will say like our sister said, once upon a time. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. <laughs> once upon a time where I did not know. Mm-hmm. And I used to be bitter. Mm-hmm. And don't be, be, make somebody who, is, who stammers to be bitter mm-hmm. because I I used to struggle with it and I, I used to be those people who used to hold a grudge even for a year for two years for three years mm-hmm. but then God forgiving me a wonderful wife mm-hmm. my wife I, I remember in the, in the first year of our marriage I used to ask her how come you take life so easily how come can you see how she they did to us and now you are just saying that we bless them I said even God says but now that I've grown up into these things, I've realized she was correct from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Yes. Can you remember neighbor? Neighbor. neighbor? Limit the sins of your friends. Limit the sins of those who have offended you. Right. Amen. Amen. But now, we understand now, that was the basic. I know you have been wound, wounded, I know you have been hurt, but according to God, that is basic. Because the disciples were told, whomever sin that you limit, they are limited. Mm-hmm. And whoever sin that you retain, they are retained. Mm-hmm. So they knew that this there is more. 
than just forgiving people who have offended us. They knew now, so the work that Jesus Christ was doing, we'll be able to do it. Amen? Amen. Remember what the Bible says in the book of John chapter 14. He said, those who believe in me, the work that I do, greater work will they do also. Amen. And remember this scripture. You know, sometimes we try to, uh, uh, to put our own words. Bible is saying here, take note of that. Let's go back to all the way top. He says, so Jesus said to them again, as the Father has sent me, I also sent you. Right. Take note of that. Please don't try to go, even if in Hebrew, in Greek, it says the same. <laughs> as the Father has sent me, so I sent you. Yes. Amen. As the Father has that is literally to the word. Mm. Amen. That means that as I was doing, mm. when I was with you, mm. so I send you to do it. Mm. If I was able to forgive sin, remember one day in the temple, he said that uh, your sins are forgiven. Mm. And they said, who is this man now? Mm. Start forgiving sins. Mm. Remember that was such a word that was that? So, but, and I maybe may some of you who are here are saying, who am I to remit the sins of those people even who have not offended me? Mm. I'm going to show you, and the scripture is clearly showing us that this is a ministry of the born again Christians. Yes. As we want to take territories, as we want to see people change, as we want to see life transformed, there is no way life will be transformed without the remitting of sins. Amen. Amen. And what do I mean by this? Uh, I was asking God, why is the church of the old, the disciples, how were they able to do so such great exploits? It's because they did exactly what they were told to do. Mm. Do you know if Jesus Christ came back to the old, to the church now, we'll have to explain to him, this is your church. Mm. Mm-hmm. Amen? Mm-hmm. But the basic of it was, remit the sin. Hey. Amen. So it was not only the sins of, the, of people who offended you. No. It means that now we are in this city. Let's mm-hmm. first of all go to the city. You, are, you know your family. Mm-hmm. And you know maybe you are the first person who is born again in that family. Mm-hmm. And you are saying, I'm born again, I'm going to, think, uh, I'm going to heaven by faith. Mm-hmm. Thank God I'm, I'm born again. And even you sing the song. But in actual fact, what the Bible expects you to do, mm. it expects you, according to the scripture that we have read here, you are supposed to limit the sin of your entire family. Mm-hmm. And if possible, go for generations back. Yes. Amen. I know we have prayed for generational curses, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, <laughs> there is no scripture that speaks about breaking generational curses. But how you can be able to break them is by limiting the sins. Amen. When you go back, four generations back, and and. And you have a very good example in the book of Daniel chapter 9. When you go home, go read the story of the book of Daniel chapter 9. Daniel, the Bible says that when he knew that the captivity was coming to an end, he needed to, re- to limit the sins of the nation. And for, we see another person who takes the whole duty as a priest and he stands in the gap. And he changed the captivity. He turned, he knew that yes, the captivity has been prophesied, but he needed to do something. He needed to stand in the gap and limit the sins of the entire Israel. Mm. That is a good starting point. When you, there are so many things that maybe you have seen in your family. Mm. Maybe you have, you have tried to fight them, but maybe you always look at your family tree only. You only look at your immediate family, but go for generations back. Who knows maybe they were witches? Who knows they were maybe they were diviners? Who knows they, 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 they murdered? Who knows? But Bible is saying, don't just limit to yourself. Yes, you are born again. 
And according to the book of uh, 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 Ezekiel or, uh, and Jeremiah, now that you are born again, you are a new creation. Does that make sense? Amen. Take note of that. You are born again, you are a new creation. So, generational cancer, I am not supposed to touch you. Mm-hmm. Now that you are born again, you are a new creation. Mm-hmm. But that does not mean that you, you are not supposed to pray to limit the sins of those in the in, entire family. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Because what does the Bible say here? When you, uh, we, we define the word limit. When you limit, it means that now, uh, actually, one of the best words that I, I did not mention is that it means when you limit somebody's uh, sin, it means refer a matter to someone in authority to deal with it. Hey. Refer a matter hey. to somebody in authority to deal with it. Yeah. So what do we do? Instead of now saying, I break generation, I break curses, hello, what you do, limit the sins. Right. I'm not against maybe if you have that revelation of breaking curses, that is okay. But I'm saying, begin with the basic. Yes. Limiting the sins. Yes. Because Bible is saying, whomever sins that you limit, yes. they are limited. Yes. So what you have, done, you have done, you have not only now, you, you are, born, you are born again, thank God. But now what you have done, you have saved the entire community. Yes. Your brothers, your sisters, your cousins, your extended family, you are limiting their sins. And even those who are not born again, they have a chance now of giving their life to Christ. Why? Because you have softened their heart. Yes. Amen. Because you have limited the sins. Now, once you have done it for your family, now you can come to your community. You say, I am in Perryville. We don't know maybe what might have happened here. Hello? You begin now to remit the sin of this community. Ask God for forgiveness for all the uh, evil things that has happened here four generations back. We may not know what. Amen? Amen. Commit them before God. What are you doing? You are remitting the sin. And then you can see the heavens open. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Amen. You see, when God gave me this revelation, he told me, uh, begin, uh, 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 I'm starting, I'll send it to, uh, to, your, uh, uh, to Pastor Paul, I'll send it to, I'm starting a website, which is called Adopting the Street. And uh, when, I know there are other websites, but the Lord told me, teach people how to limit the sins of the streets. You see like now, the murder and the stabbing in, this, in our streets, Hello? Have, have you ever seen it? It's kind of one street you can find it is so frequent. Mm. Why? Because there's nobody who has ever gone there. We see the, what is happening, but in actual fact, as believers, we are supposed to go there and limit the sin mm. of the person who committed that sin. Mm. Amen. Committed before God. We limit it because if we don't do it, it becomes a cycle. Yes. Hello? Is it too cock? Does that make sense? So once you, the more you understand that you can limit the sins of a nation, the, the, uh, the sins of a, of, a, of a city, then we can be able to see the goodness of God coming. Because it is not only limiting the sins, you also, once you limit the sin, you also release God's goodness. Amen. Amen. Because we have the power. I see, some of you are saying, oh pastor, me, me now to begin to pray for my street, me to adopt my street and to limit the sin, yes. That's how God expects you to do. That's right. The reason why we have so an open spirit mm-hmm. in the church is because we don't know our duty. Okay. Can I be honest with you? Mm-hmm. And these are two statistics. Mm-hmm. Only 3%, mm-hmm. only 3% mm-hmm. in a church will ever use, do the job like uh, singing the choir, do the Sunday school, you know, the, 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 the obvious job that we see in the church. Only 3%. Only 3%. Mm-hmm. In every congregation, only 3% will be able to sing, preach, do with the choir, do ushering, only 3%. Can you imagine? Only 3%. What do we do with the 97%? What? 
Hello? What do we do with 97%? It tells you, it's not that we have formed our church wrongly, but we have not understood our duty as believers. Our, this is our place of testimony. This is why you come and empowered, but your pulpit is in your place of work. Amen. Amen. That is, listen, there is every person who is here, you have a pulpit every, from every Monday. That is where God has called you. Your neighbors. Amen. That is your pulpit. Mm. Amen. Because you will never have a place here. Mm. That's right. And it's not only in Hope Church. It's not only in this church. Every other church. <coughs> so it is until we understand that the, the ministry is out there. Mm. This is a place of empowerment mm. and a place of testimony. Amen. And a place of fellowship. But in actual fact, real work is out. Yes. Amen. Yeah. So when I'm talking about limiting sins out there. Amen. When I'm talking about limiting sins out there, now you understand that I'm in my place of work. I have, yes, I, I'm working here, but in actual fact, this is my ministry. Mm-hmm. So when, uh, during break time, you're not gossiping. Mm-hmm. Hello? Mm-hmm. We don't see you writing with pen written, uh, 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 back is back. And you know, in actual fact, it was supposed to be, remain there, but you took it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, uh, we, 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 you are not the person who is gossiping about the boss. Because you know you are a priest. Yes. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, yes. you are a priest you are. in your place of work. Yes. You are a king yes. in your place of work. Yes. Carry yourself like one. Your Amen. Once you understand your office, every day you wake up, you don't only pray, uh, or you don't only pray, pray when you have problems. You know that I'm going to work. By the time I'm going, I'm limiting the sins of this area. Yes. I'm committing everybody in my place of work. I'm committing them before God. Because I'm using my office. And believe you me, it will not take a long, you may be doing it in secret, mm-hmm. but one day God is going to amplify yes. what you have been doing Amen. in the right. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Tell your, tell your neighbor, 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 neighbor. neighbor. Do, your work. do your work, do your duty. Do your you are a king, you are a priest. Remit the sins. And as I wind up, maybe I should have given you these points to the importance of forgiveness. Uh, I didn't mention them, but uh, for, for the sake of your notes, write it down. Forgiveness does not make the other person right. It just makes me free. Amen. Amen. So, the inability to forgive is like drinking poison and expecting someone else to die. Mm-hmm. And this is, a, this is a very important point. And forgiveness damages the vessels that stores it worse than anyone you can spit it on. So, when you are not forgiving, it damages the vessel that hampers that bitterness. Amen? But now I want us to bring it when we don't limit the sins or when you don't pray for our neighborhood. When you don't do it and you have the ability to do it, you know what it's going to do? It's going to bite on you. Amen? Let's not react. Let us be proactive. Amen? Amen? I can see today is African, uh, African day, but please, let's not behave like economic immigrant. No, we are here for a reason. Yes. Amen? Amen? Amen. The, 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 the British brought the, the Christianity to us, Amen? and it is our time to give back. They sowed a seed of Christianity to us, we are giving it back. Does that make sense? And then, Jeremiah 29 comes in very handy. He says, pray for the city that I have sent you. Mm-hmm. For it is in the peace of that city mm-hmm. that you will have peace. Amen. For it is in the prosperity of that city mm-hmm. that you will have prosperity. Amen. 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 
Praise God. Amen. Listen, if you always you have a mindset of a Caribbean, a mindset of an African, you will never be productive in this country. Mm. And who knows why God has brought you here? Mm. It's our duty. Yes. We are here, hello, to pray. We are here to continue with the work of Christ. Amen. Amen. Until you change your mind, until you change your approach, until you change your mentality, that's the one. You will never be productive in this country. Because at the end of the day, it is not how many how much money you have, how many cars you have. Hello? Praise God. It's about what is the impact. Amen. Amen. You, listen, when you go to heaven, they will not ask you what you had, but what you did. Amen. So it is a time now that we, we become sober. Let's not export prayers to our countries of origin. Let's pray for where we are. And we see the productivity of this nation. We see souls coming to the kingdom. We see life being transformed. And we will say, God, we are grateful that you sent us here. Amen. Amen. So, as I wind up, the last one. Let me show you. Uh, I will not go into remitting. See now, at least you understand. Let's go to the steps. Four steps. When you are praying for a person. And this is to help you. Listen, this can be a person maybe who, is, uh, who has been going through some stuff. Maybe somebody who has not given their life to Christ. I'll show you four steps. Number one. You have to be start with you. You have to limit your sin like a high priest. Amen? Then number two. Then you have to now commit that person before God. Amen? And when you're committing that person before God, or that city, or that street, or that institution before God, or ask God, if possible, to show you. To show you maybe the most thing that maybe that person is suffering, or maybe that person needs to, uh, you know, which area needs to be ministered to. Amen? But once you do that, you have to understand that you, you have to be to have faith that what you are doing is going to work. Amen? Amen? So once you do that, number, uh, number two, uh, ask God, uh, I've said, ask God to forgive that person. Mm-hmm. And after you have done that, if possible, if God leads you, also pray for their generations back. Yes, sir. Amen? Oh. Once you have done that, now also begin to speak a blessing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we only pray for the obvious sins that we see. For example, if I call you stupid, you become angry with me because I've called you stupid. Mm-hmm. So you may commit that, you may think that maybe that's my only problem. Before I call you stupid, or maybe before I call you that name, maybe there's other things I'm struggling with. Mm-hmm. Have you ever realized that? Mm-hmm. So most of the people who offend you, or most of the people who hurt you, yes. they were hurt. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. If you see people who hurt others more, they are also hurt. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we see on the surface, we judge them from where they are. But if we go deeper, you realize actually, the way they hurt me, maybe they were hurt as well. Mm-hmm. So when you commit, the person who offended you, but ask God for his job, for God to give, him, give, give them peace. Amen. Mm-hmm. Ask God to deliver them. Mm-hmm. Ask God to deliver them from bitterness. Amen. Because listen, you may be angry with them, but maybe you become the you are the only person maybe who has the understanding who would have stopped this atrocity or this hurting. 
Does that make sense? But now because you didn't do it, the person continued to do it. But if you commit them before God, what you have done, God is going to touch them because you have the power to limit sin. And when you have limited sin, you have softened their heart and they give their life to Christ. Wow. Let me give an exa- a, a testament here. When I got this revelation, and my wife is a, is a witness, there, there was a, a, a family we were praying for. Uh, that, that is in, uh, uh, they were in Africa. They asked for prayers from us. They were, uh, they were in the body of divorce. And we had prayed for them for the last two, three years, and uh, they were in the body of divorce. Then when God gave us this revelation, we started limiting their sins. Mm-hmm. So we started committing the entire family. And the Lord was showing us, actually, there's nobody who has ever maintained a marriage in their family. Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. So we started limiting the sins of the entire family. Mm-hmm. They, from four generations back, Father, forgive them. Uh, we, we, we limit the sins of divorce. Whatever they ever did, we limited all manner of sins. Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. Guess what? Few months ago, they called us. They told we want to, uh, when you come, we want us to welcome you in our home because we want to come back together. Does it make sense? For listen, does it make sense? For them, they think they want to come back together. But for us, the power of remitting sin, four generations back, as people who are who are separated for four years, they are coming back. Hello. When you understand the power of remitting sin, my brothers and sisters, it is so good. Amen. That nowadays, it's not that I'm looking for people to offend me. Even after, I have at least every member of my church, I started limiting their sin one by one. Amen. 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 I have not finished the list, but I said, I want a a, a delivered people. Because we can lay hands on them and the demons will come out, yes. But at the end of the day, if we have not limited their sins, maybe they may still come up in the same cycle. But when we limit the sins, one thing I know, we have cut the source that was funding this. In the name of Jesus. So what I'm teaching you this afternoon, my brothers and sisters, understand, and if you have time, go revisit these scriptures. Begin to limit the sins of those who have offended you. Begin to limit the sins of your entire family. Begin to limit the sins of their friends. Begin to limit the sins of a city, the sins of a street, the sins of a community. When you limit them before God, you begin to see God work. And this is what propagated the gospel. They knew who they were. And they knew the power of limiting sins. Praise God. So, forgiving your enemies, that is basic. Limiting the sins of others, that is the work of a priest. And listen, there is no meritocracy. It's not about the one that you know, the one that you love. It is everybody. Limit their sin, and you shall see God move. Hallelujah. Let's rise up on our feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just go before the Lord. Go before the Lord. Go before the Lord. Hallelujah. Go before the Lord. Father, we thank you and we bless your holy name, O God. Thank you for the anointing that you have placed upon our life. For the office that you have given unto us. That we are kings and priests. That the Holy Spirit resides in us. That whomever seen that we limit, they are limited. And whoever seen that we retain, that they are retained. Thank you for trusting uh, us, O God. Thank you for uh, for giving us such a a privilege, O God, that we may be able to change not only ourselves, not only our families, but we can be able to change communities. We can be able to change nations. 
because of the power that you have given unto us. The ability to limit sins. And dear Lord, oh God, we are grateful that whoever sin that we limit, that they are limited. Whoever sin that they are, we retain, that they are retained, oh God. This day, in the name of Jesus Christ, I lift up everybody under the sound of my voice. And I pray that your anointing rest upon them, oh God. Dear Lord, oh God, bring revelation, oh God. Let the spirit of wisdom and understanding rest upon them, oh God. That dear Lord, oh God, as the word that I have just shared, oh God, that I shall not be uh, corrupted by the enemy. I pray that I shall not be taken away. But let it grow in them, oh God, that they shall take their office as kings and priests, oh God. That they shall change nations, oh God. We thank you and we bless your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. Hallelujah. When I was praying, I, I had the Lord tell me, pray for somebody. Uh, I think I don't know whether it's, uh, it's arthritis, uh, uh, but I don't know when you've been diagnosed with arthritis or somebody uh, in your family. Uh, if you are that person, just lift up your hands. We're going to, uh, I'm going to pray for you wherever you are. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up uh, uh, that person who is suffering with arthritis. You said in your word, oh God, that by his strife we were healed. You also said in your word, oh God, that the inhabitants of Zion, none of them shall say that they are sick. So by faith right now, we rebuke that spirit of infirmity and we command that pain right now to go. Arthritis, we command you to go in the name of Jesus. We release healing right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 As you lift up your hands right now before the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before we're going to speak a blessing over you, there's somebody in our midst on your right side. I don't know when you've been having a serious pain on your right hand. If you're that person, just lift up your hands. Just I want to pray for you. You had a serious pain on your right hand. If you're that person, I'm going to pray for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you and we bless your holy name, O God. There is nothing that you reveal unto us, O God that you're not able to do. So right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, oh God, I lift that person before you, and I rebuke that pain in the name of Jesus. I release healing from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet, and I declare that they are healed today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And now may the Lord bless thee. May the Lord keep thee. May the Lord's uh, face shine upon you. May He strengthen you. May He watch over you. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you.